Everyone has a story. It may not be glamorous or filled with adventure, but it's theirs. Welcome to Lifting with Larry, the podcast that features the unique stories of everyday passengers from the world of rideshare. Welcome to the Lifting with Larry podcast, where I sit down and talk with some of the interesting passengers that I've had while driving for rideshare. It's been a minute since the last episode. COVID has interrupted the, the podcast just like it has so many other things over the last year. It's been crazy, but it's great to get back in the studio. Great to get behind the mic. I'm very excited about the show tonight. I have a young lady, Ashanti. Is that correct? Right. See? All right. Got it right the first time. Hopefully I'll keep it up. But uh, I just had her as a passenger actually just yesterday. And we got talking a little bit and she was telling me a little bit about her story. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So Ashanti, thank you so much for coming tonight and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> That's great. Cause I'm really excited to hear your story before we get into some of the stuff we talked about yesterday or during the, during the ride. Um, so how, how was your first night with the Nintendo switch? Um, I actually really like, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Really? Um, my daughter loves her. <laughs> she loves her Nintendo Switch. And I had to work too. I had to like make sure I was balancing out my work and play because I was like, I have to finish this stuff. But I was like, let me play in a little bit more. Like, let me. Yeah, it's the first night. Yeah. You got, you got to break it in a <laughs> little bit. Got to break it in you know? for sure. And yeah. I had to, um, I had the, uh, I think it's themed, I guess, like the mm -hmm. Nintendo Switch was like Animal Crossing's theme, and it didn't come with the game, so I had to buy that on the store, so just to play it, you know? Yeah, I think that, that same thing about. happened. I think that happened with my daughter. She, she ended up having to buy it, you know, buy the, buy the game, but uh, they're going to get their money one way or another. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great marketing tactic, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, before we get into, uh, like I said, some of the other things that we talked about during the ride, tell us a little bit just about your background, you know, kind of where you were born and, grew, and where you grew up and uh, went to school, some things like that. Yeah, um, so I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I'm 19 years old, kind of just bring that out. I was going to say sure. what year I was born, but, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Um, child of six? Right, <laughs> child of six. I'm one of seven, so I'm right there Ooh, with you. And yeah, then me and my wife and have eight, so <laughs> big families. Yeah, right? I love it though. You know, a lot of personalities, a lot of other stories. You know, to incorporate oh, into my exactly. life. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be an only child. I just, I can't imagine whatsoever because there's, like I said, growing up in such a big family. There's always, there's always a little bit of chaos, but there's, I mean, there's always, uh, there's so many different personalities, and you, you know, you have, you do certain things with some of your family and other things with other part, you know, other members of your family. Everybody's got different hobbies and interests and things like that. So keeps it exciting, I think. Yeah, and it, you know, gives you more personality, I think, I personally. Too, you know, I get a lot of personalities around me with my mom, my brothers, my sisters. Sure, you know, it's like yeah. I, I'm all of them combined. Yeah, yeah, you kind of rub <laughs> off on each other, correct? Yeah, I love it. Um, but some more things about me. I am an intuitive reader. I do tarot. I am getting into things like astrology, Reiki, stuff like that. Um, started my spiritual journey five years ago. Um, didn't really take it seriously until I graduated high school. And from there, I just started seeing things differently. Um, just opening myself up to new things. Cause I felt like my whole life I was just restricted just with school, you know, and, and just other things in my life that kept me in, in this box. And it's like spirituality allowed me to be free and just help me find myself. So that was something that I, you know, am still getting into. Cause I feel like there's so much to it, you know, so much that people don't even know about it. And it's so, um, People have the wrong impression, you know, people have the, they'll hear about it and they'll like hear about tarot or they'll hear about like, you know, things like astrology and they're like, oh yeah, keep that away from me. 
But I think that there's something that we can all learn from it, you know, just like we can learn things from the Bible. We can learn things from, you know, anything, really. Like I learned from my mom, you know, I learned from my brother. I learned from everybody that I'm around. And I think to dismiss certain things because you're not interested is, you know, kind of you doing a disservice to yourself, you know, because you can learn from it. You can open yourself up to it at least a little bit just to get some type of information rather than just, you know, brushing it off because of something you heard. Yeah, I think too many people have a closed mind about things. Like you Mm -hmm. said, they hear something and uh, it it may trigger something that they were taught in childhood and they they don't even make themselves available or open to look at it. And it doesn't mean you have to believe it or agree with it even but to explore it you can still learn things from it Mm -hmm. so what first kind of sparked your interest or kind of got you into it was it was a you know friend of yours kind of showed it to you or was it something you just kind of came across yourself and, and had an interest in Right. So for me, um, I was always into like the little magazines, like the little teen magazines. I used to get them all the time from like Kroger, Walmart, wherever I could find them. And I used to go through like the little horoscope things and just read my horoscope because I'm a Gemini. So I just like to look and see, you know, what it would say, um, you know, just to see if it had some type of, you know, resonance with me and where I was in my life. But I was like really young, so I didn't really register until I got older um, around the time where like Instagram was starting to pick up and just social media was becoming and more popular um that's when I started to realize that like there's more to astrology than just you know the horoscopes and you know that that sign that you are you know based off you know your birthday um come to the conclusion that there's other signs that you have in your chart you know there's just so much to astrology and it was mind-blowing to me when I you know got deeper into reading it and just researching it and learning from people that you know I've met on the internet um but With my spiritual journey, um, I've always had an interest in, you know, things outside of me, like just how the world works, you know, how how does God work, you know, just trying to figure those things out because we all question it. We all wonder, like, you know, what's really going on out there? You know, how is this world operating? How are we all here right now? You know, it's it's such a such a it's so crazy you know it's such a mind-blowing thing even for me you know because right now I just feel like am I here you know am I really here um so yeah I've always just questioned everything and I had a point in my life where you know I was like just against everything religion like I was just like you know forget it it's not for me you know there'd be times where I would go to church and I didn't feel comfortable I didn't feel welcomed and it just seemed like even then I was being judged you know it's like everywhere I'm going I'm being judged And I wanted something that didn't make me feel like that. And um, I think with me and my spiritual journey, it really picked up when I was just on Instagram because I was really big into like conspiracy theories and stuff at the time. And it opened me up to uh, meditation. And I started meditating a bit um, during my junior year not my junior year, my sophomore year um, of high school. And ever since then, I've just been really tapped into spirituality, been interested in all things spirituality, because I think everything about this existence is spiritual. Um, You know, being able to speak, you know, being able to just move around and and do things is spiritual to me. Um, And just getting deeper into, you know, my practices and stuff, I realize how this world is with people and how we all go through certain things and we're not alone in that. So it just goes to show that that's something that can really bring us together. Um, it's just opening up our minds a little bit. Yeah. And you know, one thing you, you, you mentioned that I've seen a lot, uh, and different people. So like you said, 
people are, are afraid to question things. You know, mm-hmm. they think if I question something, that means that, you know, I'm doing something wrong. Or I, I don't just have this blind faith. And I think it's good to question things, whether, you know, pretty much no matter what it is, you, you it's not, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing to question things and, and want to know more or more in depth mm-hmm. or, or why, why do I believe these things? Or, you know, why do you say these things? You know, why am I being taught these things? Right. So, yeah, I think that's, that's something that we need to teach more in this country is to, to question things and uh, not just, you know, blindly accept things mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, always been like an outcast like at school you know never really had too many friends kind of just kept to myself because I just kind of had this like idea of like you know everyone just seemed to have these cliques everyone was like grouped up you know everyone you know best friends this and that and I just felt so outdated almost like I wasn't supposed to be here and it um clicked when I don't know who said I had an old soul or something like that I know um my mom when my brother was born she was talking about how like my brother he's been here before you know and that's how I felt I was like have I experienced this before like have I been here because there'd be times where I would get like deja vu and I would always like look that up like what does that mean when I'm seeing things that I've never experienced before but it feels familiar so I got to looking into that you know and just looking into things like dreams because dreams are something that still doesn't make sense to me you know I, I had a dream last night and I'm like okay how you know like how how did that happen um and you know sometimes there's dreams that I have where I don't know if it's a dream or if I actually experienced it so it's just a lot that happens in the world that we don't process because some people's minds aren't you know open enough to even process certain things like that so I can understand when people do have that closed mind because some people are you know come up in a certain homes where their mind is limited so they limit their kids mind you know what I'm saying and it just kind of it's a ripple effect almost and it makes it hard for people like me that want to spread knowledge and open people up to new information it makes it hard on us because we, they want to silence us. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, don't say that. You know, you can't say that. That's not true. This isn't true. And, you know, one thing about truth is we don't always know, you know, we don't know everything, you know, it's Certainly just so not. much information out there in the world that we haven't even touched yet. And I just think that we have to keep an open mind because whatever it is that's happening out in the world is something that's, it's out of our control for one. And, it's not something that we can process easily. You know, it's not like we can, you know, get a teaspoon of it and taste it. And it'll go right down. It's going to be some friction happening, you know, in our esophagus <laughs> trying to figure out how to process it. So I do feel like the information that we are given is it's biased. You know, it's like, oh, well, we'll just give you this, you know, all the other stuff. You don't need that. You know, that's not important. But I think it is important, you know, especially when you start to question your reality and try to wonder, like, what's going on? You know, like, why is this happening to me? There's times where I would question, like, you know, why am I going through this? Like, and then there was times where I thought God hate, hated me, you know, where I was like, oh my God, like, did I do something so wrong that like, I'm getting punished for it? You know, I felt so uncomfortable within myself that I had to go inside of myself to find certain answers. And I did. Um, and that's why meditation was such a very big thing for me, because it gave me what I was looking for, it gave me that comfort, it gave me that reassurance. Um, and it gave me that clear mind, you know, that's all I ever wanted. Um, you know, growing up, because I just had so much happening around me. And, you know, just certain things happening to me, it just 
confused me a little bit and my mind would just be on a whole different time. You know, I used to have intrusive thoughts really bad and didn't know what that meant. Recently, I was looking deep into like, um, I think it's like bipolar. Not, I don't know if it's bipolar or something like that. Oh, I think it's OCD. Um, uh, but it's about like your thoughts or whatever. I can't remember what the term is. So apologize okay. <laughs> for butchering that. But, you know, there's times where I'm like obsessed over my thoughts and it would get to a point where I would drive myself crazy. You know, I'd just be like, okay, I'm just not going to think anymore. I'm just going to shut my brain off for a second. And meditation was that gateway or that, you know, um, I guess what I needed, you know, at the time to escape. So when I started my meditating, um, just got deeper into spirituality, watching videos, you know, just informing myself because there's just so much out there about it. Uh, but people aren't looking towards it. They're looking away from it. And I think it's fear, too. You know, some people um, know within themselves, but they don't want to process it because it seems too unreal, you know, but you know, what is real? How do we depict what's real and what's fake? You know, um, especially with our dreams too, you know, like our dreams, like, did I really dream that? Like, was that, you know, it's so weird because it's like, how do we describe our dreams? Cause for me, it feels like a movie. It feels like I'm inside of a film or something. And then I wake up and I'm like, am I just in another film? You know? So it's like, we don't really know what's happening around us. We're just trying to make it make sense, you know? And some people, some people's view of making it make sense is not believing in the outside, you know? Um, but I like to look outside because <laughs> there's so much out there, you know? It's about, it's, you know, even in school, I was always taught to think outside the box, you know? And even my mom always talking about that because she's so big on, you know, having that wide range. And this is something I've been telling clients now, like the clients that I've been having recently, I've always told them like, you know, Sometimes you have to look outside of yourself to find yourself because if you're stuck in this box forever, you're limiting yourself and keeping yourself from getting whatever it is that you're supposed to get or wanting whatever you want. You can't get it because you're keeping yourself in this little box forever. You know, you're blocking yourself off from your blessings because you're not trying to, you know, see yourself win, you know, um, fear is such a powerful thing. It really is. And it scares me because some people are allowing their fears to overcome them. You know, I've noticed like on social media there's people like bullying other people for having certain beliefs I, one of my friends had gotten an argument recently um they were talking about like um something was happening out in the out in space and they were talking about it um and they were just going off on my friend like you're wrong you're crazy like you're losing your mind you know and it's it upsets me because we don't know anything like I said before you know we're all just trying to figure things out that's really what this life is about just trying to understand why we're here you know so that we can get to wherever we're supposed to go because it seems like we're just all trapped here you know like trying to figure out like this is the box here it's like earth is that box you know that we're trying to escape from but in all reality you know the only way out is in you know you have to go inside of yourself to break out you know so it's like Sometimes <laughs> that fear can, it can really stop you from doing what you want to do, you know? And there's been times where I stopped myself from doing things that I wanted to do because I was afraid of the outcome or what people will think or, you know, how will people react or how will people feel? You know, I was always thinking about other people's feelings, but never my own. And that's where I always went wrong <laughs> because I'm worried about what everybody else thinks and not about what I think. And that's something I've been starting to do is listening to myself and following my gut because I know what's best for me now, you know, and I'm allowing myself to do as much as I can possibly do because this is my lifetime and I'm going to make the best of it. How did you start to overcome that? Because that is a huge limiting factor for, I think, the large majority of people. We're all worried about 
well, if I do this, what, what's so-and-so going to think about that? Or how are they going to react if, if I act this way or if I go to this place? Or, I, I, you know, I, I state what I believe. How, how's that going to look on, you know, am I going to get shunned? You know, am I going to, going to, you know, be popular because of that? Am I going to be unpopular? So how, how do you start to overcome that? Right. And it's easier said than done, Definitely. you know, um, even still there's times where like, cause I got a big platform on social media. So I'll go on social media and say things and type out things, but never send it because I'm like, okay, that's going to get me canceled. That's going to, that's going to be the thing that, that ends my career, you know, um, because my mind is so complex and I have so many different ideas. I have so many different thoughts and I want to share them with the world. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, should I, you know? So with fear, I think the big thing is making fear scared of you. You know what I'm saying? Allow your fears to be afraid of you because the moment you start to, um, you know, break out of that, that's when you really start you know, living, you know, once you break out of your fears, that's when you start living for yourself. And I think the thing that helped me the most um, was just looking at them, you know, facing my fears, you know, facing them, allowing myself to not be afraid of anything because I'm something to be feared. You know, <laughs> not not in the sense of like you should fear me, but, you know, for those fears that I have, I want them to I don't want them to hold me back. You know, it's kind of like with, you know, like a parent, not my parents, but with a parent specifically, like in speaking general, uh, um, you know, there's parents that limit their kids. Like, hey, you can only do this, you know, based off of their fears. And there's kids that rebel against that and end up doing amazing things for themselves. And there's the kid that listens and ends up miserable for the rest of their lives because they are, their parents wanted them to go to college and, and be a doctor when they wanted to be an artist, you know? Um, and I think the biggest thing is just choosing yourself. You know, choose you, you know, are, are you going to allow these people to dictate everything you do in your life? You know, are you going to allow these people to run you? Are you going to allow these people to tell you what to do forever? Because there's going to come a point where we're going to have to put our foots down. You know, we're not going to continue to tolerate stuff <laughs> forever. You know, um, I think there's just a, a point in my life where I had that breaking point And I was like, there's no way I'm going to continue to let people dictate what I do because, like I said before, this is my life, you know? No one can really tell me what to do unless I give them the power to. And that's another thing is just standing in my power, you know, allowing myself to realize that I have value, you know? Just being a human, I have value and I should be respected, you know? People will respect me and if they don't respect me, then that's fine. You know, those are the people that I'm not speaking to, you know what I'm saying? Those are the people that I'm keeping myself away from because my mission is to help the people that want to be helped rather than helping people that you know don't want it you know it's just kind of like beating a dead horse you you're not going to get anywhere with that you know um so fear oh man overcoming that obstacle <laughs> is it's a roller coaster ride really um i think even now there's still things that i fear you know there's still situations that i fear there's still you know hypothetic things that i'm like uh uh-uh, uh i don't i don't even want to think about that anymore yeah it's almost you a know? daily battle it, yeah, it really is it really is it is a daily battle because even with this covid situation you know people are afraid to go outside you know people are afraid to you know spend time with their family now so it's really getting to a point in our world where we have to stop letting fear have so much control over us um i think that's the big thing is you know recognizing that um i think when people <clears throat> like push themselves away from that thought like oh i'm i'm not in fear you know i'm not scared you know i think that's just them brushing it off and not really facing that you know cuz once you face your fears that's when you're able to overcome anything you know um even now like i'm about to move all the way to new york you know for the first time by myself and i have some nerves 
but I'm not backing down, you know, because I feel there's something there for me, whatever it is, whether it be good or bad, I'm meant to experience it, you know, um, so just I think the the biggest thing for me right now, too, is just being more optimistic and just trying to see the good in everything, because we can look at the bad all all day, every day. You know, the bad is always going to be there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Enough but people the, will point that out. You know, oh, have man, to look for it, man. And that's something I struggled with growing up, too, because I was always overweight, had these, you know, scars on my legs. So I was insecure about my legs, insecure about a lot of things about myself, you know, and I allowed everyone's influence and input affect me to a point where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to change this about myself or I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. But none of that ever worked, you know? So it's like I had to shut off everyone else's voice and just listen to myself for once. And that helped me a little bit, you know, with my fears. So definitely recommend, you know, turning all the other voices off just so that you can listen to yourself and what you want, what you need. So that's very important. Yeah. There's so much noise out there these days. It's incredible. But I have to say, Ashanti, at, at age 19, and you've already learned all these things, I have to give shout out to mom. And mom and, and Latrell are in studio tonight. <laughs> they're not mic'd up, but they're here. So big shout out to mom because you've obviously done a very good job raising raising your daughter. It takes some people a lifetime to figure it out. And, and a lot of people never figure that out. That, and they stay trapped in that box and they stay trapped in, in other people's expectations and worry about what everybody else thinks their whole life. And they, they miss out on so much, uh, so many experiences, so much opportunity because they just want to do what's going to please everybody else. Right. And so shout out definitely to mom. But you, you mentioned how big, um, how big influence meditation is on mm-hmm. you. So tell us a little bit about your, your type of meditation. Cause I know there's so many different types yeah. of meditation out there. Um, so <clears throat> when I first started off, I, um, I was laying, like, laying down, closing my eyes. And there was a method that I was, like, looking up blogs to see how to meditate. Um, and there was one that just struck me like a chord. She was talking about how you can, you know, lay down, close your eyes, you know, focus on your breathing. So I was focusing on my breathing. And then allow, like, to, like, feel, but not touching, you know? Like, you know how you can, like, like you think about a body part and you can feel it, you know? I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's weird. But she was talking about how you can feel your feet and allow that feeling to rise up to your head so it's like okay so I laid down and I tried it and I was like this is the greatest feeling I have ever had especially when I got really deep into that meditation that night because it was it was random you know I was just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it see what it's about you know what's the hype about so that's how I started meditating um now I recognize that you don't have to just do that you don't have to just be still you know like that um, because I've come to the conclusion that meditation is just being in the present moment. So even this right here, having this conversation is meditation. Listening to music is meditation. You know, dancing, drawing, singing, like all of that is a form of meditation because it keeps us in the present moment. But it, it helps a lot, you know, to just take that step away from everything else that's stressing you out, getting you angry, all of that, just brushing all that off for a second and just allowing yourself to be is probably the greatest thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah, meditation uh, has, I think, really come into focus over the last year with COVID going on. I know several uh, of the meditation apps that are out there now mm-hmm. were given like a free year subscription to wow. people during COVID. Uh, I know I started using one. And um, with the world as busy, and, and like I said, there's so much noise out there. There's so much yelling at us, you know, screaming for our attention. You've got TV, you've got social media, you've got work, you've got school, you know, you've got friends, you've got everything screaming for your attention that, you know, I think most people, they probably don't spend, you know, five minutes just in a quiet 
mm-hmm. mind during the day. You know, we just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And so I think meditation is something that would probably improve everybody's life. Even, if, like I said, you know, just a few minutes a day, uh, just getting in that frame of mind and, and reflecting on everything. Couldn't agree more. I think, you know, meditation is it's that pause button. You know, like when you're watching a movie, you know, sometimes you can't watch the movie all the way. There's a lot that happens in movies. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You got to process it. And just pausing it for a second and allowing things to rest for a little bit, just kind of letting things settle down, marinate, can help you when you press play again. You know, it's just kind of how I would visualize it. It's that it's that break um, from reality. And some people see meditation as their reality. And I can agree to that, too, you know. So just different ways of looking at it, honestly. Um but yeah, I think COVID has really allowed people to sit with themselves and it's been difficult because a lot of people are, you know, running away from their problems. But, you know, once you sit with yourself, your problems are like face front, you know, like pay attention to me, you know. Um, so that's kind of what I've been noticing, too, you know, just with social media and stuff, because I don't have friends. So I just, you know, I'll just go through social media and observe, um, just pay attention to little details some here and there. And I just noticed that a lot of people have been so upset with the world, but it's really just an internal thing. Um, and in order to have a good experience, you have to make sure you're allowing yourself to feel good, you know, allow yourself, you know, to understand that you deserve to feel good, you know, cause I think a lot of people, you know, when bad things happen to them, they think that's, that's all they know. And they're like, well, that's what I deserve. You know, that that's who I'm here to be. I'm here to, you know, feel bad all the time, but you have a choice in that, you know? I think life is just a bunch of choices, you know, that we have to make and just different perspectives that we have, you know, and other people have. It's just um, it's just a big game. <laughs> it's just a big game to me. That's how I see life right now. So you mentioned earlier that you're going to be moving to New York soon. So let's get into that a little bit. And I also want to get into uh, the the business that you were talking about yesterday. So tell, tell us a little bit about both of those. Um, so, I, I guess I'll introduce my business okay, first, because yeah, it kind of goes lead into, into that. New York. That makes yeah. sense. Um, so, my business is Divine Brujita. Um, Divine Brujita just is a representation of opening yourself up and, you know, recognizing that you are divine. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, get under this impression that they're less than, you know, they're not you know, more than this or more than that. Everyone's comparing themselves to other people. But individually, we're all alike on the inside. You know, on the inside, we're all alike. We're all going through things. We're all, you know, upset at one point. We've all experienced sadness. We've all experienced, you know, pain at some type of level. Um, So there's so many different things that we can all relate to. But we're allowing the, you know, luxuries in life to dictate who we are and, and how we perceive ourselves or how other people perceive us. It's like we, you know, wear this mask every day. You know, and this mask, I feel, is symbolism, you know. The mask that we have to wear now for COVID is just a representation of the mask some people have been wearing their whole lives, you know, to cover up the pain, to cover up all of these different things. So Divine Brujita is just a, a way for people to be themselves, you know, to to take that mask off and, and, and see what's really underneath. Because I feel when we wear that mask, we get lost in that mask and we feel like that's who we really are and then we hate the part of us that we actually are you know and then that even goes into you know projection and stuff like that but i'm going off on a tangent so let me stay on topic um but yeah, my business is Divine Brujita. Started it last year. Um, I was working at AFNI at the time, and COVID hit, and I was like, "This is too much for me." You know, I can't 
cannot uh sit around <laughs> and and you know do this all day you know it was just it just felt wrong to me to waste my time and and my life on this job that didn't care about me and my circumstances so i quit uh, um turned in all my stuff cuz i was working at home at the time and uh i had purchased cards a few months back um uh, my first deck ever got me a tarot deck from um what is that store greenstone is it greenstone Earthstone. Earthstone, I think. One of the two. Green Earth, something like that. Green Earthstones. I'm sorry, Catherine. I know her name uh, by heart, but she's an amazing person. I go to her store all the time and go get stuff, whether it be crystals, Florida water, or maybe some cards. Um, But I got my first deck there, and ever since I've been reading tarot, um, even opened myself up to other different practices, but I started incorporating that. I built my site up on Wix and just got into it. You know, I was really excited to, you know, help people because I was already doing readings and stuff for my mom, my friends and stuff. And, you know, my siblings, they're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, how did you do that? I should have brought my cards too. Um, but, you know, I was like reading and everyone was like telling me how accurate it was, but I didn't see that. You know, I'm just like, I'm just reading cards. You know, I'm just following what, you know, the guidelines say basically. Um, and I figured it was, it was a good time for me to start that business because I had enough experience to read people fluently without my book and without, you know, Google. (laughs) So, you know, I I started my business a year ago. And and ever since I've, you know, just been trying to build as much up. Um, Just recently, I was like, I can't be on here by myself. I was the only person on the website uh, for about, I'd say about six or seven months. Um, I added a few friends. um, And, you know, just gave them that space, you know, for bookings and stuff. But at the time, that energy that, you know, I was getting from them was more so money hungry um, than actually assisting, you know, humanity. Um, And I didn't see that at the time. You know, at the time, I was more so focused on, you know, building a community, you know, having a team put together and all of that. Um, And I was blinded um, by a few people that I was engaging myself with. But, you know, we learn, we live and we learn. So I learned from that situation um, and I closed it down. I was like, no, I'm not incorporating any more people. It'll just be me on the site. And I kept it strictly me um, for some time. And then I was ready to do it again. I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. We're going to try. We're going to go again and see if I can add more people. But this time, not so many. So I um, started with a few people people that were, I felt close to and it, and it went really well. You know, I had a uh, Kanai and Mia um, and Kiara on the site. Um, I don't know who else is on there. There was a few other people, but they're no longer um, on the site with me. Um, but those people are, which I, I love them so much. Um, so shout out to y'all if y'all listening. Um, but yeah, I had decided to open it up because I felt that there's so much more, so many talents out there in the world, so many people that are capable of doing so many things. And I felt like if I was to do this, be on this website by myself, I would be doing a disservice to the world, you know? Um, so about a few months ago, I was, um, I was opening up my site to do free readings, um, allow people to get a free reading because, you know, with tarot, just even hearing the word tarot, people get scared, you know, it's just kind of like hearing the word Ouija board, you know, it's like people like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, 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 you know, but with tarot, um, you know, just felt that it was a good way for people to see that it's not a bad thing. Um, I think tarot is very healing. Um, it's actually allowed me to look into some things about myself that I was avoiding. Um, it just gives you truth. It's like a mirror almost, you know, you can just kind of see through yourself in the cards and I figured I'd open it up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to add this service on my site. Does anyone want to help me, you know, in assisting these free readings? Because me doing free readings means, I'm not going to have time to myself ever. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm going to open it up again and allow more people to come in. So 
a lot of people were messaging me like, hey, I want to be a part of this. Please, please, please. You know, I, I just started reading. And the, the specific about this was I was asking new readers, people that weren't as, you know, well versed in reading tarot because I'm not well versed either. You know, I'm still getting, you know, knowledge. So I want to work with people that have just as much experience, less, more, however, because I feel that I can learn from them just as much as they can learn from me because we all got different perspectives. And, you know, being able to put that together, I feel you can find out a lot more, you know. So adding some people to the site, um, got it built up real nice, you know, had a group chat, still got the group chat, but, you know, we're talking all the time, FaceTiming morning to night, you know, just to build and, and have different ideas going. Um, so with that, um, it was, it was a lot on me, uh, because at the time I had, had just recently had a miscarriage and everything and, I wasn't really processing it and I felt like I was escaping from it a little bit um, and, you know, ended up meeting these people and my mind, like my world just changed, you know, and it, it had um, happened after another rough patch that I'd had um, and, you know, meeting these people was like it was it was destiny. You know, I needed these people in my life because I usually don't vibe with people um, on a certain level because I'm very... I'm very introverted, but I'm an extrovert when I'm comfortable. You know, I, I get I get crazy when I'm comfortable. So it's like I got to make sure you can handle my crazy, <laughs> you know. Um, so enjoyed them so much. And, and Noah, Sabrina, um, they were the first ones that, you know, were looking forward to this. And I was like, okay, you know, they're, they're, they're serious about it. And that makes me excited because, you know, the whole vision of Divine Brujita is to help you know, and, and to heal and to spread knowledge, you know, whatever we can find out, whatever information we could put together, you know, about the world or about the things that we're interested and curious about, this is a perfect place to do that, you know? So Charles, Noah, Sabrina, I uh, can't even name all of you, but I love you guys so much. Y'all are really like everything. Heaven sent, honestly, they're so sweet and, and caring and just open-minded um, and man so Noah and Sabrina and uh Roxanne they are in New York right now and also Josh uh but Josh is moving um so I'm going out there uh to replace Josh because <laughs> um they were all roommates at one point and you know um I was trying to get a house here I was like I'm gonna get this house um here it was a three-bed bedroom I was like oh I have a room for a studio I have a room for this I have a room for that and I didn't get the house and I was actually really upset my mom I went to my mom I was like mom what are you <laughs> I was so upset because I really liked it. I thought it was it was for me. You know, it felt like me. It felt like home to me. So I filled out the application and I emailed her because she never got back to me. And I was like, hey, like, is everything okay? Like, you know. And she's like, oh, the house is gone. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Like, you could have told me, you know, because I was really excited about it. Um, and then that same day, um, Roxanne had recently moved to New York herself. And she was just talking about how there was an opening. And I was like, well... Should I just should I just go for it? You know, was that was that a sign for me to just take? So I took it, and, and I was like, I I'll, I'll move in. You know, I want to do it. I want to go for it because we're already working together, and I think it make it so much easier for us to you know brainstorm together rather than being across the world from each other. Um, and another crazy thing about this is you know with the group we were gonna start taking like yearly trips, and our first trip was New York, and I didn't know these people were out in New York until I actually you know met them. Me and Charles had already had it set in stone like. We're going to go to New York. It was already just in our minds because we just, you know, New York just seems like a, a place where you want to be, you know. And we were always talking about it even before I decided to move. Even before I, you know, opened up my business to other people, I wanted to go there, you know. 
So we had that trip set in stone. They're like, oh, we live out in New York. We live here. And I was like, really? <laughs> what a <laughs> coincidence. Right? It's like everything <laughs> came full circle. And I didn't realize it at the time. But, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. You know, you just got to trust and believe in, you know, the higher power. But I was like, whoa, this is, this is trippy. <laughs> but I'm leaving in a week. And... Man, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to make the re- make the most of these last few days here. <laughs> yeah, got to fit it all in. Man, yeah. It's like, I don't really, like, we don't realize how, how fast time flies, you know? Like, time does not wait for anybody. And literally, I was booking my ticket a few weeks ago, and now we're here getting ready to move, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's surreal. And I'm going to miss my family like crazy. Um, so I'm going to get on their nerves. Y'all going to hear from me every day. I'm going to call y'all every five seconds to make sure y'all are good. Um, <laughs> I think mom's going to be calling, checking, make yeah. sure you're okay too. I think it's going to go both ways. It's going to be, well, she's just going to pull up on me. <laughs> like, yeah, I drove that 13 hours. Yeah. And I'm taking a plane too. It's going to be so crazy because I've never took a plane before. Oh yeah, I, I love flying. Really? Some people don't. I, I I absolutely love flying. I think it'll be. I think it'll be relaxing. I'll have my Nintendo Switch so I'll be playing my. Yeah. Video oh game yeah. And there stuff. you go. There you go. Do a little looking out the window. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's probably what I'm gonna do more than play my game actually because yeah. it's that view. I honestly like just seeing everything, especially when you're coming into New York. Yeah, it's Ooh, incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited yeah. to go. And I um, you know, even with my team, you know, these these are some really amazing people and. Huh. It, it just seems like how you know it was really it was really destiny rather than fate um and i can't wait to see what we do what we come up with we're actually gonna be working on a podcast ourselves so y'all tune in <laughs> that's great because uh, that was gonna be my recommendation after we got done with this today i was gonna like you, you definitely need to have your own podcast for sure because <laughs> you, you'd be good at it very good so thank you no problem. <laughs> Another shout out to mom over there. <laughs> yeah, she's so, amazing. So she tell is. us. Um, you mentioned that you you know you, you did the you do the free readings or, or you have readings on your site. Tell us a little bit more about what all does the site offer Ooh. or your business offer. Yeah. So, um, me personally, I'll kind of just go into me and then sure. get into everyone okay, else. Yeah. But, um. Come to times that I'm a medium, so I can, like, speak to, you know, the outside world and the inside world and, you know, just kind of pick up on energies that other people can't. Um, and that shocked me because I didn't realize that until I started my YouTube channel. I was doing, like, readings on celebrities and stuff. And then people were like, hey, do a reading on this person. And these are people that passed away. And I'm like, uh, okay, do I do that? You know? And, you know, I got to give the viewers what they want. So started doing readings on, you know, the deceased and ended up experiencing them um and and being able to communicate with them and it was surreal to me so i do offer you know mediumship services for anybody that wanted to like communicate with you know a loved one or just to get that clarity and reassurance um a lot of people don't realize that spirits that cross over aren't always at peace and that's something that we have to acknowledge a lot of people like oh let them rest let them rest let them rest but the reason you know, some of them aren't resting is because they weren't able to rest while they were here. You know, they weren't giving themselves the time that they needed here to relax. So it's like they go over to, you know, they cross over and they're still living in that same pain that they were when they were on earth. Um, so, you know, I really, huh, that's something we'll get into later because <laughs> it's, it's a lot that goes into mediumship. Sure. Uh, but I do offer that service. I offer um, energy work. So I, I do energy healing. I am a uh, 
Reiki certified. So I am able to, you know, send healing to people distance uh, or not, you know. Um, so I do that. I also remove blockages from people. And I do this without any tool or anything. Like it's just all within me, you know. Um, so I'm just like a energy healer almost. It's kind of what I would classify myself as. I don't like labels, but if we were to put a label on it, I would say an energy healer. Um, I offer tarot readings and stuff um, just to, you know, read the cards. I got different type of readings and stuff. I got like, who are you in a past life type of readings. I have like, um, I don't know if you know anything about star seeds, um, but star seeds are kind of like just aliens in a human body. And I got a reading for that. Um, so like what star seed are you or, you know, are you a star seed? Um, I can't even think of all my services right now, but I have a lot and it's a lot there. Um, a lot of people, some people do numerology, some people do astrology readings. So it's a lot of people that are experienced in, in their craft and that's why I love having them because everybody has their own individual gift. Right. Yeah. You know? You're not all, you're not all specializing in this kind of the same thing. Yeah. So you offer a exactly. much broader range of, of stuff. Exactly. And I just see it. Um, and when I first introduced this business to them, I was like, this is like the one stop shop for spirituality. Everything you need spiritual is here. <laughs> um, I sell cards. I've made cards. Um, and I sell those on the site. Uh, so just kind of beginner friendly. I feel like Oracle cards are more beginner friendly than tarot because tarot is more, you know, of a construct of like everything this is what this card means this is what that cards mean and i feel like with oracle you get to make the meaning of the card yourself and i like that a little bit more than having to be like oh yep that's that this is this is this card so i know it means that you know um and even with tarot i've, I've broke out of the definitions um you know when it comes to reading and just allowing myself to listen to my intuition so that i can follow and give a more uh you know, concrete uh, message to the person that needs it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different services on the site. Um, so many different gifted people. And even still, we're, we're still exploring our options and figuring out new ways, um, you know, to communicate with people and, you know, help heal people. Because I think that it's such an important thing because um, in, in a, with a wide range of humanity, you know, everyone's well, not everyone not to like pinpoint every single person but you know majority of the world is in pain and suffering you know and I think in order for us to evolve you know together collectively we have to help each other you know and I think it's so important that you know we extend our hand you know to those in need uh, but I think the most important thing is also making sure that you're okay first before you try to extend your hand you know um, something that I've been saying is, is like you know you have to fill your cup um, and you know you can't go around filling everybody else's cup and you know because you're gonna be left with nothing you know so you have to make sure you're able to fill yourself up too um in return you know yeah and that's something you learn when you take your airplane flight when oh, they yeah. do the safety instruction they tell you if the oxygen mask fall down if you have a child make sure you put yours on first because you're not going to be able to help your kid until uh -huh. until you're okay yeah. so yeah we got to make sure we're okay before we can be very much help to anybody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, this business has, has really helped me a lot. You know, reading tarot simply helped me a lot. You know, I didn't think it was going to change my life the way it was. I think we talked about this today, Mama, just how if I wouldn't have picked up those cards, I don't even know where I would be right now. You know, it just changed me so much and in the best way because I was such a detached person i had you know depression really bad still suffering from anxiety a little bit but we're, we're working on it you know it's taking some time um but suffer from a lot of different things like ptsd um and you know just oh it's a lot <laughs> but you know i'm getting through you know and i'm not letting that stop me i think that's something that you know was was there to limit me and block me from you know what i'm becoming um in this lifetime and it's beautiful um, and just how, how much it's impacted my life. And I could honestly say that, you know, I can't give Tarot all the credit because I played a part in it too. But Tarot really saved me um, from the darkness that I was in at that time of my life.
Wow. So it sounds like, you, you know, you have so many different things that you, that you offer. Uh, is there one that, that you feel like is, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it exactly, like your, your strongest suit or is there something that has more interest to you than others? So for me right now, I would say past lives, um, reincarnation, stuff like that has always interested me. Like I said before, when we were talking about, you know, how, you know, my mom would say, like, you must have been here before stuff like that. That's always sparked my interest because, you know, is this our first time on Earth or is this our 10th or our 30th? And I had just actually got an Akashic Record reading, um, which Akashic Record is like, you know, just like the files of your soul, basically. Um, and I've been on Earth for 933 years, not years, but that's my let me rephrase that. <laughs> this is my 933rd incarnation on earth. And someone said yesterday, cause I'd posted it on Twitter, but someone was like, you need to learn your lesson. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I'm a star seed. So that really just means that I'm here to help assist rather than learning. I, I mean, I'm still learning and everything. Um, but overall my purpose here is to help and guide. I've already learned my lessons in my past lives and stuff, um, just based off the reading I got. And now I'm just here to help people and, and to give people, you know, the healing that they need. Um, cause sometimes we don't know who to go to, you know, sometimes we don't know, you know, who's the best source, you know, for help because we don't know. We don't, you know, we don't really know. Some people don't even like asking for help, which is, you know, something that, you know, we have to be comfortable with doing because sometimes you can't do it all by yourself. And, um, with past life readings, I think that that's such a big thing for me because it shows you, it kind of, okay, I'll put it this way. Like with the past life readings that I've been doing um, recently, I've noticed that there's this pattern of people not being happy in their past lives and they're reincarnating because they want to experience earth for what it's supposed to be rather than what this world is telling us that it is. You know, like, oh, you just have, you have to work, go to school, do all these different things. That's living. But in all reality, that's surviving. And a lot of us are just surviving rather than living and you know, looking into past lives, allow people to, you know, have that reflection with themselves for a second and see the things that they're probably still doing in this lifetime, you know, that they haven't even addressed because they think it's normal. They think that's what they're supposed to do. Um, so past life readings, definitely my number one right now. I have like a 50% discount on it, like forever, because I think that everyone should get one, you know, at least once, because I think it'll allow people to really like sit with themselves and be like, okay, I got to make the most of this experience. I have, I have to live for myself, you know? Um, and even, um, just with our lifetime now, you know, and, um, I always tell my therapist, it's like, I owe it to my younger self. I owe it to my younger self. I owe it to my past lives. You know, I owe it to myself to make the most out of this experience because, you know, what good would come out of me just sitting around and wasting my life? You know, nothing, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be complaining about everything and waiting for everything to, you know, fall into my lap when I have to go out and get it. So that's a big thing for me. I, I love reading people's past lives. Um, I also have like a Kashuk record myself. Um, so if anybody wanted to like get some insight on like their soul's history, just anything like that, um, that reading's there as well. Very, very interesting. Is there an area that you have an interest in that you haven't been able to really explore yet? Hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say dreams right now. Um, like I said uh, earlier, I just got this, you know, reading from, you know, this woman on Etsy who had done an Akashic record reading on me. And she's talking about how I'm a dream master or something like that. I think I'm remembering correctly, but it's like dream master. Like I'm, I'm really good at decoding dreams and stuff, but I haven't been able to do that <laughs> because I'm so like, uh, just even recently, I haven't really able to like remember my dreams. So it's like, I don't know what to do about that. But um, 
I used to journal them. I used to record like my dreams. I used to press like go on voice memos and you know make a recording of the dream I had because it made it easier for me. Because like when I write things, I just forget. So you know, I figured that would be the easiest way to go about it. Um, so dreams for me, I always just want to figure it out. Like how does it work? How does it operate? I've heard that you know we go to the astral realm. Some people say that you know. You're just having a movie play in your head. You know, there's so many different ideas and thoughts about it. But I want to do some really deep research on, you know, um, dreams because I think they're so fascinating. And even with people that have dreams, they're like, oh, I had this dream. What does this mean? I can try to decode it, but I still feel like there's more to the dreams, especially the symbolism, too. I remember I had a dream where this building was burning on fire and I didn't realize what that meant. But now it makes sense as to why I had that dream. So it's like our dreams are like another map for us to get us through our lives. Yeah, dreams uh, have always intrigued me as well. And because you you know you have certain dreams and you wake up the next morning and you're like that was such a crazy dream what in the, what in the world would possess me to dream that you know yeah. because I've heard all sorts of things about dreams you know I've heard it's I remember growing up they're like oh it was, it was whatever you were thinking about when you fell asleep I was like well I know I wasn't thinking about that I've never thought about that it doesn't make any sense for me to think about that you know yeah. it's just a crazy dream and where you know where does that come from how does that how's that how does your mind come up with that? Or, or, you know, what, what, what is it? You know, yeah. exactly. It's, I, I am with you there on dreams. I, they intrigue me. And, uh, it's weird. Like I said, sometimes, you know, you can remember your dreams and then other nights you'd swear you didn't have any dreams, but they tell us, no, everybody dreams this many times every night. And I'm like, how do they know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, I know you have the rapid eye movement and they say that's yeah. when you're dreaming, but right. I don't know if I believe all that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and another thing, too, that I noticed is, like, we sleep for eight hours and we only remember, like, two seconds of a dream. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, well, very, like very short period of time. And <laughs> and I know there's been, like, maybe three times in my life where I've been dreaming. And in the dream, like, I knew I was dreaming. Mm-hmm. Like, I said to myself, I know I'm dreaming right mm-hmm. now. But you're like, man, wouldn't that be cool if you could do that every night? And, you, you know, you could just do, do what you want and fly or whatever. Yeah, you know? and, and that's lucid dreaming when you're aware. Yeah. Um, but I think where people mess up is they acknowledge that they're dreaming. Because yeah. I um, I read something. I don't know where it was at. But I remember reading that someone was talking about they said that they were dreaming. And someone was like, you're not supposed to say that. And I'm like, what? Like, you know. So it's like it's it's forbidden almost and um something too that i've noticed is like when we dream you know we're going to another place you know like our um like our soul's going somewhere while our body is just sitting so it just goes to show that we're so much more than this body that we're in you know we're, we're within it you know we're, we're the soul that's in it and not the this meat suit that we're in all the time um so it just goes to show that like even when we're like just even bringing this up you know like when we do dream, our physical body's stuck. It's stiff. You know, it's not going out, out to these places. The soul is. So it just goes to show that we're so much more than what we're told. So, Yeah, and I, I remember hearing other crazy things. Like when I was a kid, I remember somebody saying that, like, if you were falling in your dream, like falling off a cliff and somebody woke you up, that you would die, you know. I remember uh, another thing that intrigues me um, in dreams is how, how sometimes you'll incorporate something that's actually happening you know, in the room, like whether it's a sound or something like that or, or a feeling and you'll act, you incorporate that in your dream. Like I know I've heard incorporated sound of like a, maybe a beep of alarm clock into my dream. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up later and realize, Oh, that was, that was actually the sound of the alarm, but I, it was a different sound in my dream. You know, it was a uh-huh. sound of a truck backing up or something, you know, beeping. Right. But yeah, it's just amazing how, how your mind 
operate operates like honestly that, I, I want to study the mind too i was gonna go to college for psychology mm-hmm. and just didn't work out you know i just felt sure. limited there yeah uh, with school so i was like nope but speaking on alarms i had a dream okay look let, this is still my Lay it out here for us. i don't know how this happened but I had to work one day, like I was um, not like working like for a business, but my business and um, had a had a reading booked for 11, I think. And I was going to take a nap because I was up all night, like researching. Just I'm a researcher. okay? like I will research everything. I'll get down to the bottom of something fast. So up super late. I was like, I'm going to set an alarm so that I can wake up and get this reading done because I was going to do it over the phone. And I set the alarm. I go to sleep. In my dream, I'm picking up my phone. I don't know what I was doing with my phone, but I remember in the dream, I was picking up my phone, and then I woke up way after my alarm was set, and I went to my alarms, and it was turned off. I was like, how did I do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was crazy to me. Yeah, stuff like that happens, and, and you wonder what was going on. <laughs> you know, how, how did that how? happen? How did that happen? And The mind is truly an amazing thing, for sure. Mm, it is. For sure. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm really intrigued by, um, by hearing everything about your business and your story. Uh, is there anything that you want to go into, uh, deeper? Cause I'm not versed enough into it to probably know exactly <laughs> which way to go on it. Yeah. Um, but what else, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or, or um, go into on a deeper level? I am a big conspiracy theorist. Yeah. The yeah. tea, I will just oh man especially when i was younger um i remember when you know just certain things would happen in the world and i'd be like is that real or something else going on you know it's kind of just in my spy mind like just trying to decode everything um one of my favorite movies and my mom knows already the matrix love that movie to death um and that movie really put things into perspective for me i kind of already had an idea of like this world being controlled and all these different things uh but the matrix just goes to show that you know the matrix is a prison for the mind. You know, we can break out of it just by opening up our minds. And that's when we go back to thinking outside the box because the matrix is a box, essentially, you know. So, you know, just going into that, um, I feel like where we are right now in this world, we're, we're seeing the illusions. We're seeing, you know, the masks being lifted off. You know, it's basically just what's happening right now. That's why I feel with this COVID and everything, these masks are symbolism for what's to come in the future. Um, you know, later down the line, I'm not sure how long it'll be, but I do see that masks will be coming off. People will be seeing things, um, you know, that they didn't see before, but they'll have a different perspective and view on it because it's now finally in their face. Um, and they have to face that reality. Um, but the matrix definitely recommend everybody to watch that movie through and through because there's so many messages there they even talk about dreams um and i remember morpheus was just asking neo you know like how do you know what's real and what's fake you know like how do you decipher that you know is it about what you taste or touch or smell or see or you know what what is truth to you you know what i'm saying just things like that really opened me up and made me start thinking about my reality even the things that i've learned you know sometimes we have to unlearn them sometimes we have to let go of old ways so that we can see new things you know and and allow it to you know mold us into who we're supposed to be so have you ever seen the movie matrix yes oh i love that movie so much great movie it's a really good movie yeah i need to rewatch it's been it's been a minute oh it's gonna it's probably gonna blow your mind now you probably watch it like what (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I did a whole thread on Twitter about the movie. 
Um, and I can kind of go into that if you want sure. just to kind of explain and break it down in a more spiritual view. Because now I watch movies with the intent of learning something from them. Um, because usually I'll just watch them to be entertained right, and right. still getting that entertainment out of it. Because you got to have balance. Um, so, you know, I, I like to be entertained, but I also like to learn. I'm a big nerd. So, you know, I got to make sure I'm, I'm feeding my brain. Um, that's a very, very important thing for me is allowing my brain to consume things that will v- have value and significance to me rather than allowing my you know brain to deteriorate by focusing on things that are only bringing me down. So, you know, I'll listen and pay attention. <laughs> Mom's giving clues over here. Sign language going on here. Seriously, for... <laughs> I was like, hold on. I got, got it on the spot too. Had but to yeah, interpret it. <laughs> yeah, listen and pay attention. I think that's such a big thing because, you know, we we let things just pass us by, you know? And I think when someone's talking, you should listen. And I think with communication, it's such a big thing because people communicate only to hear their side of the story and only give their side of the story, not really wanting to receive what the other person has to say. Um, so that's a really big thing too. I think, you know, we can all learn from somebody, you know, um, even me being 19, there's people that have learned from me and they're like 30, 40 years old. They're like, wow, you taught me so much, you know? And I, you know, letting them know in return, you know, you taught me something too. You know, yeah. I, I learned from everyone. Um, um, but going back into the movie, The Matrix, uh, um, just to break that down a little bit in, in simple terms, it seems like Neo is the unawakened soul, the one who's, you know, curious, but wants to kind of push that thought away because they don't believe that it's possible. You know, it's like um, even with the movie, you know, he just didn't think that the things he was doing, he was able to do. Like when he was about to jump off that uh, off the skyscraper, he was like, you know, just free my mind, you know, he's like, just free your mind, right? And he didn't think that he could do it. So that doubt can be the thing that keeps us back. And I thought that was such a powerful part of that movie. And even when, um, you know, Agent Smith was like saying his name, calling him, uh, I can't, Mr. Anderson. He said, kept saying Mr. Anderson. And he was like, my name is Neo. You know, I'm Neo. He, he figured out who he was, you know, he allowed himself to be Neo rather than, you know, who this system wants him to be. Um, And I think that's another thing for me too, is, you know, I just want to break out of that system. I want to break out of that box and break those chains because I don't want to feel like I'm I'm stuck all my life. I don't want to be in this box all of my life. You know, I want to be able to bust out and be like, hey, it's me. You know, like a jack in the box, right? Like you, (laughs) you don't know what's coming out of there, but you know, something's going to pop out, right? So in the Matrix, you know, it's just there's Neo, Morpheus, Agent Smith, um, Cypher, all these different characters. Um, and they all represent us, every single one of us. Every single one of us is a chosen one. You know, we're all here to do something. We're all chose to do something um, in this reality. And I think that it movie is such a eye-opener for me. And it really, you know, makes me emotional sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know, we don't realize how powerful we are until we believe in ourselves. And that's what that movie showcases. The movie gives us, um, you know, perspective on you know learning to trust ourselves you know we have to trust ourselves and even when um he went to go see the oracle and he was asking am i the one you know she's like no you're not you know and she had him read you know that a uh, sign on her wall that said know thyself and she told him just like being in love no one can tell you you're in love you just feel it you just know it you know what i'm saying just like no one can tell you who you are you have to know it you have to feel it and you have to own it and if you don't other people will tell you who you are and you'll allow that to consume you rather than building yourself up you know the way you're supposed to and, and allowing that to be who you are and walking in you know your power rather than walking in shame very cool very interesting well I have to say this, this is, I knew I was going to enjoy hearing your story, but I didn't realize how much, you know, <laughs> that, that I would for sure. But, uh, it's, it's been just awesome to, to hear, you know, 
the things that you've learned so far and the attitude and the outlook that you have uh, going forward, your, you know, your business and the way it's growing. Uh, I think it's going to, going to be, you know, just a huge thing for you. And I know this adventure of moving to New York is, is going to work out well for you. I personally, I love New York city. Uh, I love visiting. I've been there many, many times and just, there's just a different energy in New York. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not for everybody for sure. Um, but I think everybody should at least visit one time yeah. if, and, and see, because you, you see so many places that you're like, wow, I've seen this in a movie, you know, I've seen this in a movie right. or you're amongst people from so many places around the world, just walking down the street. I mean, uh, you're exposed again to so many new things and, and new ideas there that it's just awesome. Um, but just as we start to wrap up, just want to ask you just a couple of questions that I like to ask kind of at the end mm-hmm. of the podcast. Um, and first of all, just what's some, some really good advice that you've gotten, uh, somebody's given to you in your life? Man, my therapist got a shout out down Donald. He's my therapist and he's gave me some really, really good advice recently. Um, tell me not to shame myself, you know? Um, and that's helped me a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's told me not to shame myself, which just means, don't make yourself feel bad for doing things that you want to do or eating that food that you weren't supposed to eat that day. Don't shame yourself because it makes it harder, you know, for you to go about life. You know, my mom gave me nothing but great advice my whole life. You know, my whole life. She's been telling me, you know, to do what makes you happy. You know, do do what follow your heart, you know, follow your heart, follow your gut, you know, Um She's always told me she was proud of me. She's just been a support system since day one and can't thank her enough. She is the walking advice, literally. Um, And she's so gifted, too. And, you know, she needs to own that. She needs to stand in her power and her truth. And Sounds like she needs to be be my next guest on the podcast. Yeah, we need to have her on. Maybe have her on while I'm gone. Y'all can just meet up. Maybe y'all can partner up and do the podcast together. Maybe. You You never know. There you go. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, shout out out to, to moms for sure. Sure, I know. Uh, I know. I certainly wouldn't be where I'm at without my mom. She raised pretty much raised raised seven kids, mostly mostly on her own. Uh, Dad was bipolar and, and in prison most of the time, so she was she was doing it all by herself. And yeah, and uh, you know, we all turned out to be you know functioning members yeah. of society. So yeah. you know, huge huge compliments to her for sure. And yeah, and and shout out to your mom again. Uh, she's amazing, man. Yeah, I can tell she's done a, she's done a great job. You you got a really bright future ahead of you, you. for sure. Um, and last thing I want to ask, um, what's something about you that that probably most people don't know, but 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 maybe you would want them to know? Um, so there's a lot. <laughs> hey, we, we got like plenty of time. I mean, I love drawing. I think that's something I'm probably going to really get into when mm-hmm. I go to New York. Um. Oh man, there's a lot of things. I sing. I, I <laughs> do a lot of stuff. Um, Multi-talented. It yeah, I can. Like. I can do it all. Really, I was website I'm a website designer. Like just jack of all trades, honestly. Um, and I think it was just my creative my creativeness as a kid was limited. And now that I'm older, I just want to do everything. I want to be able to get into everything. Uh, but another thing too, I'm able to read people's auras, and I saw yours. Yours is white. Um, that just lets me know that you are very like. You have a very angelicness about you. You're very, um, very loving, caring, nurturing. Um, you're kind of like this, uh, like with white auras, they're very, um, spiritual, very spiritual, very open-minded too. um, to see this carefree energy with you. I think at times in your life, you were, you know, 
put in this position. Like, you know, you had to do certain things or be a certain way or act a certain way. And, you know, as you got older, you were like, I want to fly. You know, I want I want to be free. Um, so I think freedom is a very big thing for you, uh, especially with the white aura. You know, you want to be free. You want to be able to do what makes you happy, do what makes you comfortable. And I think that's something you probably, you know, push others to do. Um, so just a little bit of that. Hey, um, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you, actually, uh, for even allowing me to be on the podcast. Oh. I wasn't even expecting the Lyft or Uber ride to go like that. <laughs> yeah, no, most people don't. You know, most people don't. But I, I, I do meet, you know, some, I, I consider just very interesting people while I'm doing ride share. That's, you know, that's kind of how I got the idea of this. And, you know, kind of my tagline on, uh, for the podcast is everybody's, you know, got a story. Mm-hmm. You know, some people... Some people don't think they do, but everybody does. And some people may not want to share them, and that's fine because it's their story and that's personal. If they don't, you know, if they don't want to share, right. um, but everybody does, and you know, not all of them are, are you know these glamorous, outrageous stories. You know, some of them are 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 more simple stories, but but we've all got one for sure. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing yours. I wish you the best of luck in your business and the best thank of luck you. from New York. I really want to stay in touch and, and hear how everything's going when you of get up course. there. And uh, what's what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? So I have an Instagram, okay. which is the Sacral Empress, T-H-E-S-A-C-R-A-L-E-M-P-R-E-S-S. And then my Twitter is just Sacral Empress because they only let you have 12 characters. Yeah, so. that's why I'm lift <laughs> with Larry instead of lifting with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Um, but Instagram, Twitter, I always reach out. To people okay. always message people back and we'll um, link all that in the show notes so yeah. if anybody wants to get in touch with you they can just click on there and uh, get in touch with the shanti yeah i would love to meet up with you guys so if you feel called definitely go for it i'm not gonna put you on red or anything <laughs> i'm gonna hear you out for sure well awesome and thanks thanks to mom and thanks to latrell appreciate you guys being here and uh, uh being in the studio with us and again mom just kudos to you you've done a great job yeah <laughs> And then just a message to anybody Mm -hmm. out there, um, you know, whether your relationship with your mom is good or bad, appreciate her. You know, Um, I feel like in my life, I, you know, took my mom for granted and not doing that anymore. (laughs) Definitely not doing that anymore. It's it's time to give back to those that were given to us all of our lives. It's so important. I know not everybody has the greatest relationship with their parents, but, you know, if you do have a relationship that you can, you know, fix or attempt to fix do it, you know, because it'll be a life of regret if you don't. Yeah, yeah. sometimes they sacrifice a lot, and we, we don't realize that when we're growing up. We're, mm-hmm. we're all just worried about, you know, about little kid things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Listen to your parents, guys. Awesome. Well, that's good words to end by. So thank you again so much for being on the show, and just, again, wish you, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. It's time for the interesting story of the week. This episode's interesting story of the week happened to me just last weekend. And it's the first time I've ever had to call an ambulance on one of my passengers. So it was a Saturday night and I picked up a passenger in downtown Bowling Green. And she was very inebriated, you could tell. So the destination address was an apartment complex. It was about a 15-minute drive, so we started heading out there. And about halfway there, I noticed that she was either asleep or passed out, one or the other. But luckily, when we got to the apartment complex... Spoke her name a few times, and uh, she she woke up. And so I asked her which apartment was hers because I thought I was taking her you know back to her apartment. And it turns out it was not her apartment. It was an apartment of some guy that she was going to meet. And so she told me the apartment number, 
she's like, that's his apartment number. And that's when I realized that it was not her apartment. And so we pull up and she's like, I'll be fine. Just, just leave me. You know, she was slurring her speech and she said, just leave me here. I'll be fine. And I'm like, I am not going to leave you here because you're in no condition to be out wandering around by yourself. You know, even though it was only uh, about eight forty-five, nine o'clock at night, it wasn't the wee hours of the morning. Thank goodness. So she tells me the apartment number, and we both get out to look for this apartment number because the the apartment numbers were real small on the doors, and it's hard to see from the car. And so I start kind of heading off to the left, and she heads off to the right. And I, I read the first door, and then I go down the next door, and I realize I'm getting closer to the number. So I look back, and she has uh, wandered through. There's a breezeway kind of in the middle of the apartments, and she had wandered through the breezeway, and she was out in this grassy field back behind the apartments. So I went back there, and, and you know, it's like I found the apartment. And, you know, it's up here to the left. And so she, she walked back with me and very unsteady on her feet. And we get to the apartment and knock on the door. And right away, you hear a big dog barking in the apartment. And she, right away, she was like, nope, it's, it's not him. He doesn't own a dog. And <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, great. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're knocking on, on some guy's apartment. And like I said, again, luckily, it was only about 9 o'clock at night. And I'm glad it wasn't, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning that we're knocking on some, you know, somebody's apartment. And so a guy comes to the door, and he was real understanding you know, I was like, hey, I'm just trying to find the apartment where this you know, young lady's supposed to be. And uh, I think we're at the wrong one. He's like, yeah, no, no big deal, no problem. So I look over, and, and my passenger's swaying back and forth on her feet and thought she was getting ready to you know, just fall over at any time. So, again, she tells me, she's like, I'll, I'll be okay. You can leave. I'll find where I'm supposed to go. And you know, I reiterate to her that I'm not leaving her in this condition just out in the middle of this you know, apartment complex. And so tell her, you know, let's go back, let's, let's sit down in the car and let's, you know, get on your phone and you call whoever you need to call or whoever you're, you know, you're trying to meet here or call a friend or something where we can get you somewhere where you're safe. And she sends a few texts and makes a few calls and doesn't get a hold of anybody. And then, and then just all of a sudden she's, she's out, she's passed out. And so I'm, you know, I'm speaking her name and no response and, you know, just keep speaking her name in louder and louder voice, still no response. She's not moving. Finally, I set off my car alarm and no response. Doesn't phase her, still passed out, not moving. So I keep this up for about, you know, 10, you know, I don't know. Seemed like it was 10 minutes. It may, it may have been five minutes. I don't know. But her her breathing was kind of shallow, and I was at this point I was kind of getting worried. I didn't know if she'd been maybe you know drugged at, at a bar or had taken something, and she was ODing. You know, I, I did not know, and really didn't have any other choice but to call you know call for an ambulance because she wasn't waking up, and I can't just sit here with this you know passenger in my car until she wakes up the next day. So called you know called the ambulance. Uh, called dispatch and they, you know, they asked me some questions and asked me if I could lay her down flat on the ground outside. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know that I, you know, going to want to take her out of the car, but I can lay the seat back all the way. So she'll be, you know, she'll be flat. And so they tell me to do that and have me to, you know, put, 
put my hand under her neck and one of my forehead, just like if you're doing CPR, you know, you know how to open an airway. So it wanted me to open her airway, make sure she stayed breathing. And so then the, the ambulance rolls up and then the fire truck roll up and then two police officers roll up. And I work for the city of Bowling Green during the day in their IT department. So I work on all the computers for the police officers. So I, I knew both the guys. I, I don't know all of them anymore like I used to, but I know a lot of them. But these two I did know. And, uh, so they come up and, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of just shooting the breeze here while the EMTs are trying to, trying to wake her up. And they did a sternum rub on her, which, uh, if you know what that is, that, that will generally wake most people up because it's not a, a nice feeling <laughs> on a sternum rub. And they did that, didn't phase her. She's still unconscious. So finally they broke out an ammonia capsule and broke it and held it under her nose for about 10 seconds. And, that finally, finally, you know, woke her up, brought her around. So the EMTs trying to ask her questions, you know, she know where she at, where she need to be, where she lives. Finally, she, the EMT looks up at uh, the police officer that I'm talking to. And he's like, well, she's not wanting to talk to me. So you want to give it a shot and see if she'll talk to you. So police officer goes over there, starts talking to her. And he's like, listen, either you can tell us a place where we can take you, where somebody can watch over you. Are we're going to provide you a place where somebody will watch over you tonight. And she's just not cooperating. I don't know if it was because she was too out of it or she just didn't want to tell him. I think it was just that she was so out of it, though, because she really wouldn't tell him where, where she lived. And uh, she's wanting them to you know call, call somebody. Uh, I don't know if it was the guy she was supposed to meet or a friend of hers or whatever, but they were trying to call a few people and weren't having much luck. Or she was trying to call people, not having much luck. So finally, one of the officers is like, here, why don't you let me use use your phone and try to call somebody? So he goes through several people and no luck. And she's really not being cooperative at all. So finally, they're like, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to arrest you for public intoxication and, and take you to the jail <laughs> and let you sleep this off. And so finally, about that time, somebody calls back on her phone. And so the police officer holds the phone up to her, and he's like, who is this to you? What relation? How do you know him? And she would not answer. They get, And so the guy called back again like a minute later. Cops, you know, who is this to you? And she, she just would not tell them who he was. And so he didn't answer. And then finally, like a minute later, this guy actually FaceTimes her. So, so the police officer has her phone. He holds it up. And he, he's like, yes, you know, this is so-and-so from the Bowling Police Department. How may I help you? <laughs> and, and all I heard him say is, nope, nope, she's actually going to jail tonight. Is there anything else I can do for you? And the person was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and, I, you know, I felt really bad for her. I, it was certainly not my intention for her to go spend the night in jail. But I really, at that point, you know, I was worried about her health. She was not her breathing was not normal. She was breathing very, shy, you know, very shallow breaths. I was worried about her safety. I was worried she was ODing on something or she'd been slipped something, and really just didn't have any other alternative of you know what to do. Um, so yeah, I spent about an hour of my night dealing with that, but still ended up uh, actually having a good night. There's not a lot of rideshare drivers in our area anymore. I don't know if that's because of COVID, which I, I would imagine that's what happened when COVID hit. A lot of people were scared, you know, to drive with passengers because of COVID, understandably so. And so I think they switched over to either doing food delivery or, or some other type of employment. 
but I know a lot of the passengers out there are telling me now that they're having to wait a while or sometimes they're even uh, telling them there's no drivers available. But anyway, it's good to be back on the show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, uh, especially after this hiatus that we had. I also want to give a shout out to another uh, podcast that I co-host with my buddy Antonio Mounsel. It's called Stay 100 Podcast. If you get a chance, check that out. Me and Antonio have several episodes out. We just sit down and a lot of a lot of times we're talking about just, you know, doing what needs to be done, you know, hustling, getting the job done, what it takes to do that. But we also have people from a lot of different walks of life on there. We've had somebody that uh, was a realtor. We've had a couple of musicians on there. We had um, um, Ashley, who's a fitness coach. Uh, we've had someone from Skills Barbershop. Uh, we're going to have some more of those guys on there as well. Again, I want to thank Ashanti and uh, her her mom and Latrell for being here, uh, even though Ashanti was the only, the only one who was actually you know on the podcast and mic'd up tonight. I really enjoyed hearing her story. Uh, she's got a great head on her shoulder, especially for only being 19. And uh, I think she's going to do well in life. I think her company's going to do well. I think she's going to do well in New York City. And I'm going to stay in touch with her and her mom just so I can kind of follow along with her story. We're going to work on maybe getting mom on the podcast at some point down the road as well. But thanks again uh, for listening and tuning in. If you would take time to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. As always, God bless. Stay safe out there. Thank you for listening to Lifting with Larry. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to liftingwithlarry.com.